Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. You need to know your reality. Elijah said, before the Lord called whom I stand. In other words, people thought he was standing with them. No, no, you are not standing with them. You need to tell them that his reality. His reality is before the Lord God. That is where he generated the capacity to make that statement. His oppressions in the spirit is the oppressions of the Holy of Holies. There are three dimensions of ministry. There is outer court ministry. There is holy place ministry. And there is holiest of all ministry. See, in the holiest of all, even if he's an angel that is speaking from that place, he speaks with first-person language. He doesn't say, God told me to tell you. No. When you speak from the holiest of all, you will speak as if it's God that is speaking. And your word will be like the word of the gods. That was why Elijah stood in that place in his spirit. And he said, before the Lord God whom I stand, there shall neither be dew nor rain. According to my word. Because as of that moment, his word is the word of God. That is why most times you have to lead me and drag me to the holiest of all. Then the utterances that come out from that place is the word of God himself. How do you think that men that wrote the scriptures wrote it? The Bible says that they speak as they were what? Carried. Men that were, if you are not carried, you are carried. One minute of ministry in the holiest of all can solve a problem that outer court ministry can never solve in five years. The challenge is that the journey to the holiest of all is not children's journey. But when you make your journey to that place, that is the place of declaration. That is what people don't know. They will stand in outer court and be saying, I decree over your life. I decree over your life. Nothing is happening now. When you show to the holiest of all, it is in that place like Elijah. You stand and you decree. Your word is the word of God. But meanwhile, it was the book of James that told us that Elijah prayed. It was a journey. When he journeyed and arrived in that place, he was quoted. And then his brain was transformed. He was not a normal man. Men thought he was standing with them, but he was possessed by an ancient spirit. And the form that he's taking is, is what he's seen in the heavens. He's kneeling an altar in heaven. The powers of God has possessed him. From this he made statement. He's every human being is no human being. Better learn it today. When Jesus stood before the people, <laughs> when they asked him question, what is your opinion? He doesn't need to ask anybody. Do you know why he's carrying the Bible says that in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead? Where? It's not in the spirit, it's not in the soul. There are three compartments in man. For example, the fullness of God is literally dwelling in your spirit now. But the reality has not been found in your soul and in your body. That is the reason we need transformation. But Jesus operated in such a way that he captured God fully. So, he embodied the full mind of God. It means that when you ask him a question, he will answer you what God would have answered you. The way God would have answered you. The way God would have said it. The way he is the clearest definition of God. Are you getting the point? Anytime you turn it to the holiest of holies, everything about you is subsumed at that point with the light that is from that place. In that place, there is nothing artificial. Believe it or not. Have you finished? 
Continue. When we move like this, there is no way you won't see anything. Why haven't you seen something? The sight that God grants us in this place, you are not necessarily in any prophetic of. We want to rubbish all this prophetic nonsense that is everywhere. It's not prophet itself, it's word of knowledge. We want to rubbish them. We want to show them that every believer carries a prophetic DNA. There is a day that Moses saw. That is the day we want to reinvent again. Why did we have the Holy Ghost, every single person? It is because of a season that God saw that no man will be taught. All you need to do is bring men into an economy and they join inside. They join. They join. You know what I'm saying? The same thing I saw, you can see your own. As we are seeing, all of us will be seeing. When your pastor lies, you will know. It's not so pastor you will be deceiving you and be telling you God told him. God, somebody said God told him to leave his job, leave his school, and leave it. You will know that the pastor is lying, my friend. When everybody has these things, that's why when you finish, and all of you, you go back to your churches, hold your pastors accountable, they will stop lying. They will be forced to grow. Some of them are not ready to abide in one month. You don't know, I know now, I'm a pastor. They are still preaching what they wrote in their diary 20 years ago, 10 years ago. They are not under pressure. That's why you, you can't grow. Because it is not as if some of them are not correct. But something is as correct as the emphasis of the Spirit of God. If, if the Holy Spirit said, tell you to say yes today, and he said yes, he walked. If he left there and said, say no tomorrow, and you are still saying yes, that you say yes today just because you walked, he has left. That one you are doing is now flesh. He has now become the law. He has now become ineffective in fulfilling God's agenda. Why? God is only working as long as His Spirit is working.
reality. The reality. That's what we call shakers of the sanctuary. When we do business like this, as a priest, there are priests that stand in that place. What they do is that they do conversion. When somebody brings a sacrifice, brings anything just like we do, what he has, that Levi carries that thing and converts it to the chickens of the sanctuary. So the real value of what we are doing will never be known until there is a conversion to the chickens of the sanctuary. That was what that being, the Bible called them watchers from heaven. Because me, what I saw, you know what I saw? That was why we did what we did. What I saw is very high ranking beings. These are people that don't visit anyhow. Okay. There are some very, very big pastors who go. They have never encountered these people. Their ministry is finished. They don't know this type of beings. A time reached, it seemed as if one of them now possessed me. Because God showed me some time ago, He began to show me the ministry of the water and the holy one. Do you know? Do you know? There is such a thing as the ministry of the water and the holy one. These are men who have participated in heavenly court sessions long enough that they understand the justice system of heaven. So, by the reason of their expertise, God can will judgment to them. For example, how was Nebuchadnezzar judged? His judgment came from a place. They said, This is the decree of the waters and the only one. Who are they? my brothers they are bigger things and that is what we are going to step into you see, earlier we said I have given old age time and I have um, allowed um, elderly people to speak and all those things but my brother, they are failing me they don't have the answer he now said there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the most high Give him understanding. You see the way they touched you? Do you know that they have been here since waiting for people to align so that they will begin their ministry? There is a mark, a market that is coming upon people in this season. There is a selection that is coming. If by any means you find yourself in places like this, just know that the mercy of God is still on you. I'm telling you, what it takes for God to elect people is small. It's not much. Something small. It is not some of the things you think. And believe me, I'm a praying and a fasting person. I studied the Bible like mad. I don't know how many times you have read my Bible, but I, I've read my Bible so much that some of the things I speak, it seems as if I'm not, I've not read like others, but I've read a lot. Hmm? I will not be the person that has fasted the most, but I know that for the past five years, let me not tell you how much I've fasted, but it's much. Hmm? Is it prayer? Sometimes I, I will pray and I can't stop. There is a place you pray into, you can't stop. My mouth will stop. This, everything, will be, has it, it has not happened to you. You need to get to that place where everything in you will be galvanized. It cannot stop. I want to talk, it can't stop. I will, sometimes I will forget, I will say I finished prayer. The, the engine is still on and hot. It has refused to stop water. That is the place you need to get to. 
But after everything I've found out that the Bible says it's not of him that run it. It's not of him that run it. It's of God that you have mercy. How does God show mercy to people? By petting you. <laughs> when you understand mercy, you will know that sometimes the hard process that God submitted you to is actually an act of mercy. We have read the book of Chronicles. It was David when he was making a statement. When God gave him a revelation of the fact that his son, after his mother, he took him. And when he began to understand that terminology, he said, God said, I will make a covenant with you so that my mercy will never depart from your family. So that even if your people, even if your generation sin against me, I will chastise them, but I will not forget them finally. So there are people that has worked with God for so long. It seems as if sometimes God chastises them, but after some season, we draw them back. Because He has had a covenant with them. That covenant is called the sure message of David. It is a message that instead of it not to come to pass, it will chastise you. That is the teaching and the preaching that is no more in this time. That God can be showing you mercy, and the way He's showing it is to chastise you. I know you don't like it. You don't like this message. But I have to tell you the truth. You know why people stumble? They don't, some of the things that they are taught, they are, they are taught one side and they forget one side. And this one side they are taught is when things are good. When things change, they don't know how to adjust. Small corona is around. People don't know how to adjust. They don't even know what to do. Do you think they know what to do? All of them are seeking for solution on television. How? How? In the days of Acts of the Apostles, if you need, if you continue to look at, they will give you explanation. When the Holy Spirit was poured out in the book of Acts chapter two, the Bible says there. That the people that saw them, they said, by 9 a.m., people are doing like this. You know what they said? They said that this man and few reward, new wine. Somebody that, if Peter was not there, we would have carried that news into the city. That what was troubling these people is new wine. So if a man has to receive a capacity, a grace has to fall upon him, the grace of the interpreter. See? My brethren, I say it often and on. There are two major graces we need in the last days. The grace of the interpreter and the baptizer. There is no time. There is no time. These are the two graces because if you allow people, they won't even, do you even know what is happening? You don't know now. You don't even know how to prepare. I posted something, everybody was. I posted something on my watch, everybody was. I'm wondering. Is, is it that people don't know what is happening? People don't know what is happening. No. We need an interpreter. That his residency is not on earth. Peter is living in heaven. And in heaven he had the breaking news. And he had the audacity to tell them that these men are not drunk as he supposed. That even though what is manifesting is natural, that the origin is supernatural. That for us to trace and understand his functionality, we have to go back to heaven and find out that the fire that invaded the upper room, that when it was concocted in heaven, it was a sound. The Bible said that we heard a sound like a rushing mighty wind. And then what came upon them was what? How can you see fire in our realm? And a man is telling you his sound. He has to be operating with a different philosophy. That's how some of us operate with. We are not, I'm the one that breaks news for them. And that is where I'm trying to bring you into. And this is not just you see. Your spirit is educated. Have you seen where they are, they are trying to make you to panic? Your spirit refused to panic. Your heart refused to panic. Why? There is a different education that your spirit has received. The information that you are feeding your heart is different from the one that the people is feeding there. And on that account, what informs your behavior and response to the things that happen is different from what men is doing. You are 
different cities. We are from Zion. Some of you don't believe this thing. I am from Zion. I am from Zion. I am from Zion. I'm not from Nebu. I'm from Zion. I'm from Zion. The city of the living God. Jesus Christ is my high priest. He's my intercessor. He's my mediator. Hey. He has he has numbered the hairs on my head. He didn't count it, he numbered it. You are not sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm so sure I'm willing to die for it. You don't know my conviction. You need to be so sure of this thing that when people remember you, they will have faith. They are not sure of their faith, but when they remember me, they will have faith. That's my. I, I want when you remember that there is a man called Shadu, you will have faith because you know that as long as he's around. All you need to do is to know what he's doing. That somehow he knows the breaking things from heaven. I live in heaven. I don't know how that. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, I need to tell you the events of the last days and how it's going to happen. The Bible, before everything was revealed, the scripture says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Is it not true? Why? Because Satan is strong with a great rod. When I read that thing the first time, I, I was. I was not happy with God. I was saying, how did you send Satan down to us? The reason is because I didn't understand the full scope of the scripture. I have not read the whole Bible. When you read the whole Bible, you will see that some of the things you see as if there is a question there. There is no question there. It is just that the part that completed that, you have not been able to come across it. Until I read the book of Ephesians. He now said that, I am seated with Christ Jesus. Far above. That is when I realized that when, where I am physically is not my, my real location. Elijah said, Before the Lord comes, I stand. He is not standing in Mount Carmel. He is standing in the holy hill of Zion. And his feet is planted in heavenly places. He is established in the ordinances of God. He knows the protocols of the inner court and inner chambers of God. He knows how to activate seraphic activity. He knows how to activate the ministry of hierarchy angels. And they will, they, will, they will stretch open the portals of the spirit. The gates of the territory will be opened on the account of the business that you are doing. And then God will find location to begin to invade with territory. Because of the business you are doing. You are not a citizen of earth. Realize it, know it. Let it sink in. Let me tell you. The scriptures is true. What are the inhabitants of the earth? This is the worst time to operate from earth. Are you hearing what I say? This is the worst time. Because of seasons like this that God called me. It's not everybody that can say what I'm saying. And I'm not saying it by revelation. I'm saying it because I need them. I'll continue breaking news for you people. Meanwhile, I want you people to also know the breaking news. These things I'm saying, does it sound like something I made up? There are many things I want to teach you. But the only goes I jack you. And one thing I've learned is that if you say, brother, go this way, I cannot insist on what I want to say. The reason why God has left many churches is because they insist on what they want to say. There is so many people in the midst and generations, like there are many people following us online, many. Then you begin to say what you think you need to say. Meanwhile, there is something the Holy Ghost needs to say. And then people will be lost. Their need will not never be ministered to. There is such a way you live. Even the people in your family, you don't need to tell them. They will know that you are living from a different realization. That indeed you are a pilgrim. God told me this year that I will make you a pilgrim. 
call the born again is a privilege. God called me, said, He will make me a privilege this year. And I began to ask him, What does it mean to be a privilege? Then he began to tell me that a privilege is a man of faith. And he used Abraham as an example for me. He said that when Abraham set out, he said he looked for a city and had foundation. It was that thing that he was looking for. Obviously, that is beyond the earthen, because the Bible said in the verse before that that he searched, and in the earthen there is no continuing city. Are you with me now? There is no city that can continue on the earthen. So it is never possible that what Abraham was searching for can be found on the earthen. He said, "I look, I search, I seek for a city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God Himself." And I searched for Padanara and I went to Arabia. I went to Egypt. I went to Canaan. I didn't see that land. And God said, Look up to the heavens. As far as your eyes can see. And people thought Abraham saw physical things. He saw into eternity. He saw into eternity and he saw that city. God said, The reason why he saw it is because he's a man. It is on that account that he was called the father of faith. The life of the pilgrim is what makes person a, a, a human being, a person of faith. People don't know what is faith. I'm going to show you in the book of Hebrews. Every single person that is according to that book of Hebrews chapter 11. You know people say that faith is the substance of things over and evidence of sin and all that. And if you believe, you receive. What does? That place has nothing to do with receive and give. It has everything to do with living faith. A faith that is so alive in the heart of men that they are willing to die for it. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son, willing to die, willing to do anything just to prove the faith that what is faith indeed. We need to know what is faith. That is why I have to carry you to this place. Because the new men of faith are men that operate with the civilization of heaven. Eternity is bare to them. It will be are you with me now? Eternity is not far. Eternity is a place you can enter into even now by the help of the Holy Spirit. That is why the Bible says that faith is substance. What is substance? Substance is that reality that has been calcified inside of you as a result of the contact that you made with the Holy Spirit. Every time a man makes contact with the Spirit of God, he leaves a substance inside of you. And that substance now becomes the basis of your faith. It then means that a man doesn't have faith until he has contact with the Spirit. That is why the scripture says that we have the same word, Spirit of faith. If, if you don't know in scripture, you can be saying, you, you can even bring the Bible and say, and, and be saying, by his stripes I am healed. Has, have you not said, by his stripes I am healed, I am healed, I am healed. And the sickness is increasing. Until they went and bought drugs for you, before you will die. Go and buy drugs for my friend. Until you contact substance, don't deceive yourself that you have faith. what? Say substance. But it is a certain kind of substance. It is the substance of things hoped for. Are you with me? What you need to know is that faith is what? Say substance. Never forget it. Faith is substance. I have started my teaching. Faith is what? Substance. But a different kind of substance is this. Not substance that can be touched with hands. It is substance that can only be touched in the spirit. Because even though it is a substance, it is a substance of pain or something that is yet to happen. That is why it is called the substance of things hoped for. So when there is hope, you now understand that it is faith that gives substance to hope. Meanwhile, hope is the blueprint of faith. Hmm? I 
I'm trying to say that faith is not pointless. Faith takes a blueprint, takes a path. I will tell you. There is a path that the faith, faith takes. That is why you can only have substance, you can only have faith for something you expect. I will tell you. There are people that never believe that when they lay hands on you, you will fall under power. They are so afraid. You will see small people, small children, they will be doing it. It's not as if you can't do it. It's because your faith has not been trained in that direction. If you have preached to an armed robber or a very dangerous and the person was transformed, it takes more God reality and faith to transform man to heal the sick. Even raise the dead, even raise people. Meanwhile, that dimension is only working for you because your faith has only been trained on that path. Your hope is only exercised. You only have hope in that path. So when faith comes, it substantiated your hope. So hope has now become the blueprint of your faith. So anytime the power of God wants to manifest in your life, it will take the path that substance is. Your, your power only follows substance. Are you with me? Now, and substance only follows blueprint. And blueprint is as a result of your expectation. For example, you come to meetings here and you don't expect anything to happen to you. Do you know there are people that come here? All this, somebody can come here, all the things I'm saying, all is interested in this. Husband. Say husband. Do you know what? God will do it. Eh? Because all the person's expectation is husband. So anytime the spirit of God ministers substance inside of him, it will take the path, the blueprint that that substance will take is the direction of the hope that he has. And then when power is released, it can only take care of the substance that is in the spirit. And this substance follows the path of the blueprint. And this blueprint is called hope. And hope is as a result of your expectation. Is it easy to understand? I want to simplify faith for you. So that you know where you are faith and where you are not. So you are not talking. You are telling people, if you have faith, if you have faith, how can you say if you have faith? I'm not trying to, I'm not here to show you the categories of faith. The faith that brings salvation. There is a faith that brings salvation. It is a different kind of faith from the faith that you are using now. That is what some believers don't understand. Most evangelists will continue teaching that kind of faith even to believers. I hope you know it's not deceptive. The Bible says that the faith that brings salvation, how do you say it? The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Now, in the same way, the faith it takes people to be born again is the faith that, in fact, the person that needs to be born again didn't have to do anything about it. The Bible calls it the faith of God. When you now get born again, the Bible calls says that the just. Now, when you are when you are born again, the Bible calls you just, calls you righteous. When you are born again, the just shall live by what? Yeah. Huh? By what? His own faith. Bless you, sir. He will live by his own faith, not the faith of his pastor. You, your life is as beautiful as your faith quotient. The things you can withstand, the things you can do. This is what people don't know. In fact, should I tell you, this is why many healing ministers are sick themselves. Have you noticed? There are people who are warriors. I grew up in an evangelistic prophet and deliverance minister. One of the things you notice is that the people that do deliverance, some of them after some time set down the attacker. Do you know why? They don't know that the anointing they are using for deliverance 
The anointing is constructed in such a way that is unselfish. Say unselfish. I, I have few people those days that I didn't know this day. And power, some things you have. I will not take that my hand. You see, fire is coming out from it now. Fire. I will not put it on my head. Be healed. Be healed. The temperature will be increasing. They will have to hospitalize me. I began to ask questions. How would you ask questions? Why is it that this thing is working? As the power is moving for others, you can be in the healing meeting and you are getting sicker and sicker. And people are getting better and better until they carry you to hospital. It is always a sign that you have not built your faith to a certain level. You are, people are healed because of the anointing. You, you are healed because of your faith. That is how you live. That is the challenge of 80% of the pastors that are in ministry from 80s, 90s, and some part of 2000. They don't know that they live by their own faith. They are pressing into the anointing. And the anointing begins to happen. Many people begin to gather around them. Their family will continue to suffer. In fact, some foundations, they have not dealt with the foundations. Meanwhile, they are going from one, I know this thing, because I was born in it. They will be going from one place to another, doing covenant breaking. They can help others, but their own is still holding it. What they don't know is that they trust shall live by his own faith. That, if it's not classified inside of you, you will be bound by the same thing you are preaching. And preach holiness and preach righteousness and still commit fornication because what you don't know is that the just shall live by his own weight. You can preach prosperity and be very, very poor, and the people you are preaching to will be rich. The just shall live by his own weight. You can heal the sick and raise the dead and be sick in your body because you don't know that the just shall live by his own weight, not the anointing. The day you know it, you begin to emphasize on building your faith. The same thing you are teaching others. My friend, take the medicine. When I finish all this preaching, asking, I carry my messages, I go and listen to them. Because I'm like a pharmacist. I'm a pharmacist. My job is to produce drugs. I want to ask if you produce malaria drugs and so the, you are the one that produces and suddenly so the malaria thing, what will you do? You take your drugs. What if you produce fake drugs? That is the problem with many pastors. They produce fake drugs for their members. And one day is shut up on this earth of God. There are diseases. Everything is a cycle. It shall come. And we find out that what you produce is fake drug. You will now take it. It won't work. Just because you see people are coming and you feel you are going, it will come. It will come. And that is when you will prove your own gospel. That is why real apostolic and prophetic ministry is foundational. Why is it even, why does, what, what does the scripture mean by foundational? Real apostolic ministry is foundational because God will make you a public spectacle of what you are preaching. The authority of the apostle is first of all from the living. So when he tells you about prayer, he has prayed enough. Eh? And then that reality has been calcified in the spirit. So beyond the words he said, Paul said that beyond the word of grace, I minister to you my soul. So he, is, he knows that his soul has been transformed to minister beyond his words. So when you come into this environment, beyond the fact we are telling you pray, pray, there is an atmosphere of prayer, the spirit of prayer. Everything has been configured to minister that reality. You can't be in this environment and be thinking of fornication and be thinking of bribe and be thinking of cheating people. Do you know why? We have made ourselves public spectacle of integrity. Not just preaching it. 
We have rejected many things to stand for God. For so long that even my relations are now telling me, we don't believe in pastors. These are people that back. They, we don't believe in any pastor in the whole world. But we believe in your own pastor. Now, it's not as if I accept that. But I would never accept that. When, when somebody comes and tell you, I hate everybody, I like only you, is a lie. Don't believe things like that. Meanwhile, the point I'm trying to make is that even if they don't like me in the secret, at least they can attest to the fact that we have proven what we are saying. The Bible says, of all Jesus began to what? And then, that is the problem. Many people teach what they have not done. Do you know what he's doing? Doing is not that you pray to the Lord. Doing means that you have lived that life so long that he has become part of you. As we saw Benzini that was to his church and his pastor is saying, you can heal the sick, you can raise the dead, you can raise cripples. And he rushed to pastor. Pastor, can I do it? No, he said, Pastor, have you done it? Pastor said, no. He said, but can I do it? He said, you can do it. My brother, 90% of pastors, can you do it? If you ask them, have you done it? They say, no. All these pastors telling you that my God is a miracle working God, they have not seen the miracle. Do you know the way they pray for you? <laughs> I don't want to pray. The Bible says, heal the sick, raise the dead. He didn't say pray for the sick. The only time you pray for the sick is if that person is a believer. I would say. And what caused the sickness is as a result of sin. And there is a way you pray for that person. You, you ask for mercy. In fact, James was saying, he was speaking, he said, His aim is sick among you. His aim is sick. In other words, he is not expecting anybody to be sick. He said, For adventure, somebody is sick. You know the question we will ask now? If James is here, it will be the other way around. Is anybody helping? That's the question now. If they, if they carry all of us and put us in that apometer, if not, we'll begin to tell you what is wrong with you. You'll be shocked. They'll tell you blood pressure, heart rate. They'll begin to they will analyze it that your bone has shifted. Your teeth. <laughs> Your nose, your eyes is dilated. You need eyeglass. So there is no way they won't find. Well, I have medical personnel here. <laughs> if I submit myself, you will find something. So that you will be making money. <laughs> I'm not against you. I will. We are working together. Anybody that anybody that can make somebody recover from sickness is helping us. God is using that person. Believe me. Believe me, healing is like salvation. Can you restore the body? Somebody is dying, dying, dying like this, and a doctor will come and cut off something from your body and you become well. That's why some of them think they are equal to God. The second point I need to make I have told you what is faith. That faith is what? Of this. Hope. It's not just substance. Or substance or what? And I gave you the money. I explained it to you. If you didn't get listen to the message, you don't have time now. The next question: How does how does faith come? How do you get it? When do you now say I have faith? Because when I was young, believer, I have been saying I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Only for me to find out I didn't have faith. I have faith that things will change. How many of your parents have told you those things? And is every morning they pray now? We have faith. God will have faith. God will change things. God will. God will. That's how you are doing. And there is no school fees. And they say, let's try it. That's how they are saying that things will change. And it has been 15 years now. Nothing has changed. Is it not true? Said it too. Now, morning devotional prayer. You have been, your father has been deceiving you that things will change. You are now an adult. Nothing has happened. <laughs> this is my brother. Is I want to tell you why preachers' children will grow up and 
never agree to be a preacher. Because their father lied to them. All the things their father is telling them, they agree upon father is not true. You better find out the, the one that is working. If you are not sure, tell your children. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is something that happens to children when they see reality in you. You think it's because of joke that Dr. Polenetcher's children is following them. They have proved their faith. Bishop David Oyedepo. Why would their children follow them? Your father is saying, his God is good, Adam. His God is good. I don't want that type of God. That your God must be a wicked God. To leave you like this. Now, his God not good. The problem is with you, it's never from God. It means that your belief system is faulty. That the educational system that you have instituted in the church has a fracture. And thereby, it cannot raise certain kinds of men. And you see what happened? Pastors are not humble. They know that there is a point you will reach, you know something is wrong. But you have stayed too long in it, you can't take it. It takes extreme humility. For you to unlearn one and then repent. Yes. Mm. And when you see people like that, you know that mercy has come upon them. I have met people like that now. They, they will tell my son, I bless you. Let you people be doing it. We know that we can. We can. It's not as if they don't know. They know. That is why some of them, when they see purity and genuine like this, they won't say anything. But in high places that you don't know, they will support you. Because they know that somehow, finally, somebody has found solution to what they are not able to do. I went to minister at Abakaliki. And in that conference, there were bishops, retired bishops. <laughs> Who went with me to that place? You were there. Oh my God. I had someone to preach, but I said, God, this is not someone. These are elders. What can I be telling elders? I bent down my head. I was praying. One hour, two hours, three hours. When my time now is, and now, I just took the mic like this. And then I was possessed. I became another man. The things that were coming out from my mouth. You need to have you listened to the eternal studio? You need to listen to it. I reached to a place that they never knew existed. I was bringing out things that is older than their old age. Mm. You know, there is something you bring for a old person. We know that this one is older than him. Mm. You see, when I finished, one of the bishops was he greeted me first, second, third time. He said, Where did you get this thing from? It's obvious this thing is older than me. Mercy to our generation. I have some of them. Many people have lost hope. Some of those elders in our generation. I was speaking with one of the other ministers. He said, Until he saw me minister at Abakaliki. And he said, Finally, Jesus has me. That he now has hope. That his job is to teach us the one he knew. So that our journey will be shorter. That was when I began to speak and the found out. It's not about old age. It's about an ancient wisdom. There is a functionality that I come into whenever I step into my office. I'm able to tap into a frequency that is very high. The wisdom of the ancient one begins to function in me. Nebuchadnezzar said, Who amongst the people in Babylon can bring interpretation to my dream? And the people that were sitting around him said, There is one that is called Daniel. In him was the spirit of the gods. And he's able to know all things and bring interpretation to them. Don't look at his age. The spirit of the Holy One dwells in him. And we not stop till that generation rises. <laughs> I am obsessed to see a generation.
to that, not about a call. I will leave it first. I'm not among the people that do preaching. No, I'm not a preacher. Sir, I'm not a preacher. It so happened that they started giving me mind. And when I speak, people say that they are blessed. If you see the way I pray and the way I do, I don't do like I don't do like man of God. Because I don't see myself as one. I see myself as brothers. The same medicine I'm giving them, I'm using it on myself. Most of the things I bring here is the one I've used on myself for so long. And then I come and bring prescription. You notice what I'm bringing here is prescription. It's not suggestion. If you do these things, it will work, my friend. Tested it, it's working. I've tested it. I've tested it. I've tested it. You are going to pray a prayer. Make me a prayer, oh God. That I will learn the pathway of faith. I want to be like the fathers, the patriarchs. The Bible called them the men of faith. And the scripture speaking said that we have the same spirit of faith. How can you have the same spirit of faith and you are not made into the same thing that they are? The same spirit that made them. I began to wonder how much you have allowed the Holy Ghost to work in us. My father in the Lord, he said, What did you do with the Holy Ghost? What did you do with the Holy Ghost? What are you doing with the Holy Ghost? The Bible says that, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the one that dwells in you. Break my pride and go and teach me Why is it that Satan is still protecting me? Why is it that Satan is still protecting me? Why is it that Satan is still protecting me? Why is it that Satan is still protecting me? Why is it that Satan is still protecting me? 